Live from, from the, the studio. studio. I'm Eric Glazer. I'm Jimmy Seleski. And you just listened to a very muffled, distant version of uh, Forever by Chris Brown. That song came out in 2007. It was forever say, ago. It was forever ago. I was going to say 2010 <laughs> or something like that. Um, if Seven makes sense because I remember this being... Um, I wonder if that's me or you. It doesn't really matter. Whatever. Um, that was like... A, that was the, the big song for those like remember when those like wedding videos went viral? Oh yeah. Of people doing like choreographed dances of like mm-hmm. the bridesmen or the groomsmen or whatever, the bridesmaids or the groomsmen showing up. Mm-hmm. Um So glad that phase is over. Yeah, that phase was terrible. That I mean, was like big Gen X energy. Yeah, I wanna say that was yeah, I guess it is Gen X. I and guess then that, they did it on the office. Oh my god. And it was very cringy. They had an episode where they did that. Mm-hmm. Yikes! They like they did the viral <clears throat> thing on the office, <sighs> and then they played that song. Jesus Christ! Uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in from Belarus or Russia, <laughs> this is a podcast called Live from the Studio. This is the first episode you've ever been allowed to listen to. Yeah, everything we- <laughs> else has been copyright striked. You know, what'd be funny <laughs> is if 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 I've been reading that email wrong this whole time. And we've actually only been available in Belarus and Russia. <laughs> and we actually, we release this episode, we just blow up because they're like, dude, we've never been heard in America ever. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I mean, honestly, I could see that being the case. <laughs> I would, that would be way it better. It would make sense. <laughs> it would make sense. <laughs> All these Belarusians are like, I like this podcast. I don't understand why you're not bigger. Yeah. Why do you only advertise in Russia? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good song. Definitely has that tooth. I heard that at the gym the other day, and I was just like, "This, this is like, um, you know, that we've talked about like the kind of music that used to come out back then, and and it was just, it seemed like uh, every the way I describe late two thousands, early two thousand ten music is every night was the night. Every night tonight was night. is the night. Tonight, I'm alone on you tonight. Every, Everything was about tonight. Every night was tonight. Everything was about that. tonight, and it, was, it wasn't even sexual yet. It wasn't even sexual. We were still trying, like music as a genre and in as a art form still hadn't fucked yet. Yeah, <laughs> we were still virgins as a music scene. Yeah, when uh, music and, in general still was very, had virgin energy. It, it, yeah, it did. It did. I think it changed when we lost our virginity. I think so. <laughs> and then um, now all music is about it. Like, yeah, I had sex. <laughs> yeah, I beat the pussy up. Every uh, when Enrique Iglesias dropped uh, "I'm a Fuck You Tonight." Remember, remember that song? It was like, uh, God damn it! How did it go? Excuse me. But now I might I fuck you tonight if I could. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> when that song came out, we were like, what? You're going <laughs> to fuck tonight? I don't remember that I just song. thought we were partying. If I could think of it, I, I just, I, I got, I still got. I remember party rocking in the house tonight. Yeah. I don't remember and saying we're all going to have a good time. <laughs> we, we, yeah. I don't remember them saying we're having sex. God damn it. How does that, this is going to kill me too. It's going to hit me like 45 minutes in the podcast. I'm just going to, I'm just going to randomly blurt out that I'm going to fuck you tonight. And everybody's going to be like, <laughs> what are these guys doing? <laughs> damn. This is deep enough in the cast that he hope no one would hear this or? <laughs> No oh, man, I've uh I've been uh making my rounds back at the Scott came back this weekend and that was mm-hmm. cool. So uh 
He's a member of LA Fitness, which I think when you live in LA, you automatically are a member of LA Fitness. Well, that's your home team. That is your home team. They just call it fitness over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But here, it's LA Fitness. and uh, Well, they break it down into each of the counties. So mm -hmm. it's like OC Fitness, like Orange County. Orange County. There's San Fernando Valley Fitness. SFV. There's, um, you know, obviously like Koreatown Fitness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The list goes on. Weird exercises going on over there, I might say. A lot of, lot of uh, just stretching. Yeah, stretching, calisthenics. I haven't done calisthenics in forever. That's like yeah. such a like young boy thing it's to like do. It's like doing cardio. Yeah, no it's weird. That. Calisthenics is sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry pickers, toe touch. I can't touch my toes. I haven't been able to touch. Yeah, calisthenics was like the president fitness test of yeah. workouts. They stopped doing that, by the way. Like you know how that? far can you reach on this chair if your legs are underneath of it? <laughs> he, he, dude, I realize that like, I don't know what it is. But my presidential fist fitness credentials are terrible. Like I've never have you ever been able to do that thing where you like reach behind your back and like grab your hands? Oh yeah. You can do that? I can do that right now. Let me see it. I mean, for the the audio listener, this isn't gonna be crazy, but turn around and show the camera. Wow. The president is impressed. Yeah. Impressed it is. Look at look at how terrible. I'm setting is a this. precedent right now. For the president. Look at this and make sure the camera's on this because I want to see people see just how fucking. That is legitimately the best I can do. Damn. I mean, I'm not I'm not even fronting for. And my like my shoulder is kind of fucked up. So I'm surprised I can. Let me. Can I do it the other way? Kind of. Wow. I can't believe you can do that. I can do it better one way, but I can do it both ways. Technically, it's a good thing they don't have that anymore. They, they don't do the pacer anymore. Yeah, luckily they don't do that for adults. <laughs> they don't make adults like. I guess maybe that's what the army is. But honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to a government mandated just fitness test once a year. You know how you get your like emissions checked? Yeah, for the car. Fuck, I gotta do that. <laughs> right, me too. <laughs> me too. That's why it reminded me. Damn. Okay. Like your car has to do I gotta a, like set an alert for my fucking <laughs> set an alert right now. I need to or else I'm gonna forget. I swear to fucking for God, all dude. of our listeners right now, make sure you make get, sure your, you emissions get your emissions <laughs> checked, guys. Probably everyone needs it this year. I don't know how I gotta that works. do mine by the twenty second of this month. Oh god. Yeah, I think I'm due in April. Cause I just had to re up my registration. But that's like a thing. And like why is it that you know, every two years you have to bring in your car and they have to make sure your car is basically physically fit. That's really what that is. And they bring it in. They're like, all right, is this car still legal to like, it, are you like destroying the ozone every time you drive to work? Mm-hmm. You know? And I feel like it doesn't even like my Ultima, dude, any, any newer car, you don't have any problems with that. Yeah. Newer cars yeah. is not a problem. It's also like... Um, and then older cars, you don't have to pass it because you're an antique. So it's really yeah. for nobody. Well, no, it's also for like... It's also like makes you be on your shit about getting your car serviced too. Mm. Because you can fail your emissions test if your um, check engine light's on. Really? Yeah. So I think... So that- I have to go get that turned off and then I got to go do my emissions test. <laughs> like a black piece of tape over the check engine. <laughs> you know what I did before with my uh, super old car? Not my super old car, but my Avalon. Mm. I think... Um, it might have even been my Corolla. 
Uh-oh. I had like this trick where I could like I could make my battery cut off, but I would be able to like turn it back on. Like I'd still be able to start my car, but my battery would die, so all of my shit would reset on my dashboard. Nice, nice, nice. So I'd literally just like kill my battery have all the service lights reset and then kick it back on at the emission place and then get my emissions <laughs> tested. <laughs> and then like half an hour after that was over, all the lights would flick back yeah. on. <laughs> you like drive off, sounding like a cartoon jalopy. Yeah, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> I'm like, that guy just passed? Like, yeah. Hey, pass the flying colors. Smoke circles out of my muffler. <laughs> like. I've never seen a better score on the emissions test than this guy's... <laughs> says he's driven zero miles (laughs) (laughs) he had a helicopter lifted here (laughs) yeah man i i think that like just something like that would just be a good um because because you don't the problem is is that as an adult unless you make a conscious effort to do so yourself you really don't have any like checkpoints in regards to physical health like i know you're supposed to go to the doctor but i haven't been to the doctor legitimately since i was i think 18 mm. i haven't been to a doctor I, I got my physical for college that you know they test me for like stds and shit and i was like don't don't worry about that i think i'm good yeah. so i just go there La- basically last time i went to the doctors i was a virgin so i was extra embarrassed they're mm. like well we were gonna check your dick but yeah the first person adult to ever see your dick was your doctor <laughs> yeah i mean probably same here Prob- well yeah for think. sure well, your I think, mother. I know the last time, not my adult dick. <laughs> yeah, that's The doctor true. was the first. I don't think any doctor's ever seen my adult dick. Because I guess when I was 18, no, I when did, I was 18, so, I had an adult dick. Yeah. But not really. Yeah, not really. It was in, it was in like a... I I'd think like, my adult dick came in at like 22. <laughs> I kind of wish I took like a growth chart for my dick. Like yeah. just... You just see like notches on my I did on my one bed of those posts. things where it was like I took a picture of it every day, and then <laughs> when you put it in like a super sped up time lapse, you can see the actual change of it. Because <laughs> as of now, like I couldn't tell you the difference between my dick now and twenty years ago. Well, it's so gradual, and it's yeah. had so few inches to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the the Japanese art form where they start on in one position and then move throughout the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't even see them move. I thought you were going to say the other Japanese art form, bonsai, where oh. they make everything really small. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's like my dick. No, that's what I do with my pubes. I bonsai'd my dick. I bonsai my pubes to make them look normal size, but in fact, they're actually very tiny. My pubes are adorable. Yeah. <laughs> they're like little big pubes. They're kawaii. Yeah, but, um, you know, going back, it's like, you don't really like the fact that you can still do the shoulder thing is amazing to me. Scott just uh, was teaching me this thing called wall angels, which is when you like press your you like put your butt against the wall, a flat surface, mm-hmm. you know, a, a upstanding flat surface. Some would call a wall. Yeah. And uh, lower back shoulders all against it. And then your back of your head while keeping your chin down. And then you raise your arms above your head and touch the wall and it's apparently supposed to be like if you can't do that, then you have like bad posture. Oh, and I, I'm not going to be able to do that. I bet you you could. I bet you. <laughs> I don't be think surprised. I could. I have terrible posture. Like I feel like my neck like sticks out or something. Like yeah, it's not right. Well, it's from sitting down, dude. It's from sitting down, but also I think the way I sleep too. Mm. 
I got I got a targeted Instagram ad for a new pillow that's just literally like a triangle you put under your neck to fix your neck while you sleep. Ooh. <laughs> and I was very tempted to buy it. I think you should. I think now is the age when we need to start buying things like that. Like I was mm-hmm. thinking about buying one of those things that like keeps my mouth like in line when I go to sleep so I don't snore. Because mm. I definitely snore. Yeah. And like sometimes it's whatever. But sometimes I wake up and I like this morning I woke up I have, I have like a sore throat from snoring too much. Mm. Like, I can't live like this. But also everything's so dry right now. Is that the winter thing? is dry? Okay. You might just need a humidifier. Okay, I was I was wondering why I have also been hitting that fucking big bar vape that, well, that Dan probably doesn't my... help either. Oh, not at all. Um, but yeah, no winter's super dry. If you're if you have like a lot of like static electricity in your apartment too, that's from tons of static dry dude my my big bean bag is just like a charge waiting to happen oh did you ever get all the fluff by the way i did you fluffed i put it, it all in there oh I put man 30 pounds of fluff in my bag no leftover fluff <laughs> it for your is boy. it is too stuffed right now well you could i try might have to take some out take some out and make a neck triangle Mm. you know what i mean yeah two DIY. for one two there for one go. neck triangle dude <laughs> it's been a while since we've made some diy stuff you know furniture and shit mm-hmm. but yeah it'd be nice to just like every every once every maybe it doesn't have to be a year once every two years you have to like do the pacer test you go to a fucking thing it could be your local high school gym, just the same way they do elections. Yeah. And everybody lines up and they're like, all right, you don't have to like be like the cool kid in gym class. It like goes way too long. And it's like, we get it, dude. You can fucking run the pacer. Yeah. That was wow, the other- you can do a mile under like eight minutes. Crazy. That was the other thing that kind of was flawed about that system was like you did get to a point if you were a, a physical specimen of athleticism uh, where you just kept doing it. And, and then, like, you were the last one, and then it just started feeling awkward. Like, everybody was like, all right, like, it's done. You got it. But it's like, what if I'm trying to break a record here, baby? Yeah. You know? I'm what not the saying that was me. the president is actually going to look at these. Yeah, I want the president to give me, like, a letter in the mail. Like, congratulations, <laughs> you are fit. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Prez. Like, a letter from Obama just being like, dude, you're probably ripped. That's mm-hmm. what the letter says? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've never met you. I bet you're very sexy. <laughs> bet you have abs. <laughs> you probably have it. Let me be clear. <laughs> you probably have abs. That's what I want. A plaque from the president <laughs> that says, I would imagine you have abs. Um, but yeah, just now, it's like, because that's the only way that you're going to know. Like, I can only compare myself to other adults and our lifestyle, that's the thing. We can only compare each other based off our lifestyles. We don't have mm-hmm. any any real tangible metrics to really gauge it. It's like, if I'm talking to a dude, maybe if the conversation goes far enough, we might go into like how much we can bench. Mm. No dude is ever talking about like whether or not they can touch their hands behind their back. That's not a conversation yeah. I've ever been in with any dude that I ever want to talk to again. Yeah, I never ask a dude how limber they are. Yeah. <laughs> how flexible. Kind limber. of a rabbit hole. It is It is a rabbit hole. You don't want to start that conversation up with the wrong person. You don't want to get anyone too excited about yeah. that. But just like then, then like you do that and they're like, all right, look, because that really, look, not to get on my, you know, healthcare horse here. Mm-hmm. Not to look a gift horse in the mouth, but that would be such a uh, effective means of preventing 
you know, they say that like 90 something percent of healthcare is preventative measures. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can have healthy lifestyle choices and things like that, that, uh, you know, you, you can evade a lot of stuff before it happens because once it happens, then it's kind of like a toss up. It's like, dude, you've been smoking chronically for 30 years and like, we're going to try to save you now that you have lung cancer. But if we could have told you, but also it's not like nobody knows that at this point. Yeah, like that's true. why I don't understand smoking commercials anymore. Cause it's like, nobody doesn't know that, you know, I think what we need, I do support is those, uh, commercials that talk about like the fentanyl mixed into cocaine. That needs to be driven down people's throats. Because that is new. It is new, and it's something that, like, it's fucking scary. And, and like, you know, living on the edge, me, all fucking hardcore, blah, 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 partying all the time, not really. But, like, that has made me not really do coke, that mm. thing, you know? If coke was still coke, I'd be doing it at least a couple times a year, no question. Mm. No question, because there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with Coke. Other than that, it's mixed in with fentanyl now. Mm. You know? And that fucking gets people. And then there's people that are actually addicted to fentanyl. And they just do That's straight... the craziest thing. That is insane. I don't know how the fuck you even, like, find out that that is your shit. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you don't just start at fentanyl. Oh, of course not. But at some point, you go s- straight fentanyl? You, like, prefer a fake pill that is all 100% fentanyl over, like, whatever the fuck you thought you it was a month ago, Xanax or whatever the fuck? I don't know. You really kind of have to... I, I don't want to say this for sure, but I there has to be an element of, like, you kind of have to not care if you die, right? Oh, yeah. Like, because that's, like, literally playing Russian roulette. You know Russian roulette when they do the thing? Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. <laughs> you guys familiar with the game Russian Roulette? <laughs> it really is like that, though. You know, it's no, just not. Sure. It's like not worth it. It just confuses me how people get into that, dude. And that's the crazy thing about like, yeah, like all the shit that's laced with it now. Like people who still do that shit, knowing like, okay, there's like a thirty three percent chance that this stranger that I'm snorting this shit in the random rec room bathroom with. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck's in this. Yeah. I'm hoping they're going to do it first and not die. Exactly. That's what they should incorporate into the the anti-drugs campaign is just telling people how to safely do drugs, which involves make sure you watch the other person do it first. Or like... They won't let you say that on television. Get like a testing kit or something. I don't know. I'm just going to walk around with a fucking fentanyl kit in my back pocket (laughs) at all times. Get the fucking... uh, Is it epinephrine? What is that? That's for like bee stings. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Epinephrine, dude. What's the... There's like a... Noxaline or... Narcan? Narcan, yeah. Narcan, yeah. Have you seen the video though? It was like in Philadelphia. This guy is like suffering from an overdose dying on the street homeless guy and someone comes up and gets them with narcan saves their life and the homeless guy gets up and starts beating the fuck out of them because they're like you just ruined my high are you serious boom boom, boom. yeah holy <laughs> it shit it's fucking gnarly see that's what i'm talking about like you have to exist almost on a different plane to the point where you're like getting high is so important and i understand the addiction element of it but I've never met anyone who's addicted to fentanyl who's not already that kind of person. No, I've met yeah. people that are addicted to other things that you're like, wow, he's an addict. But fentanyl addict, that's like, all right, like, I've never met a fentanyl addict and I'm like, 
Well, I've also never met a fentanyl addict. Yeah, fair. But I've never heard of a fentanyl addict where I'm like, this is surprising. I'm shocked by this. No, but this sure. is all going back to uh, my belief that this would be solved if we simply legalize all drugs. I do think that if uh, we sold cocaine at the local smoke shop and it was FDA approved, just good old fashioned Coke, I think that might save a lot of lives, dude. Mm. It would get rid of the fucking cartel shit. It would get rid of people cutting it with fentanyl. It would get rid of like, isn't like 90 fucking percent of like all the violent crime and shit in the country tied back in some way to drugs on some level? Yeah, probably. Whether it's gang warfare or anything like I would almost venture to say that part of the reason part of the reason why the drugs are kept uh, illegal is because it fuels the the um, the criminal justice system. Imagine how many less people would be in jail if if just like you didn't go to jail for uh, doing drugs or uh, dealing drugs. Mm. This is probably my most liberal take ever. I do understand that, but I don't consider it a liberal take. I feel like this is almost like more of a a libertarian take, you know? Because mm-hmm. I feel like most conservatives uh, would not agree with this. Um, but well, yeah, most conservatives would be like, well, they don't say anything about it in the Bible, so... Yeah, that's what's kind of annoying about conservatism is there are two factions of conservatism. There's the cool counterculture in my opinion i do consider uh conservatism the counterculture i do but it's like it's not cool (laughs) you know what counterculture i i do feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna say something is a counterculture it's like it's a a culture of beliefs or whatever that goes against the like mainstream thing and that is absolutely conservatism yeah as at this point in history in time being a conservative is definitely not the mainstream yes it's definitely at least from like because but here's the thing it's not in the mainstream that we see and it's not in the mainstream that most people see yeah Mm-hmm. But also, people who are conservatives probably that's their mainstream because they don't they have blinders up to everything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so there but is, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not cool. <laughs> hey, you know, look, <laughs> the problem with conservatism, the problem with conservatism. Start clip now. Just kidding. Um, is you have like the regular dudes who are just like like just you know just tend to not agree with a lot of the stuff that's like in the mainstream media which tends to lean left then you have the nerds the fucking nerds that are like the ben shapiro's kind of the steven crowders of that ilk which are like those like 90s conservatives Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the ones that are like don't have sex till marriage and don't ever do drugs and it's like Mm -hmm. that's not that's not what I'm about, dog. You know, like I don't I mean, I, I would agree that probably it's a better lifestyle choice to not have sex till marriage, but also nah. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, it's like maybe that was an option for you 
in the fucking because you're a in nerd. World War Two because you had to get shipped over to fucking Japan. Mm-hmm. But not now, buddy. Not now, dude. Not now, bitch. Yeah. And that's the problem. It's like those conservatives are all about like no drugs, none the of that. The sanctity of marriage. The sanctity of marriage. Just it's- a bunch of bullshit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all these super important things that they care about. Oh, I care. No, it's just like, but but the, the legalized drugs thing, I'm on that boat, baby. I'm on that boat, dude. I really do think it's like, why not? Why not? It's already like, I've also said this before, it's not like drugs being legal, illegal has stopped anyone who really wants to do drugs from doing drugs. No, yeah. I mean, all of like the super conservative, like outspoken anti-drug people, anti-gay shit, anti-trans shit, behind closed doors, they're all fucking snorting lines of meth and banging hookers. Like, Yeah, except Ben Shapiro. Except, except Ben Shapiro. <laughs> he's jerking off to pictures of his sister. <laughs> That's all he's doing behind closed doors. That makes two of us, buddy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like he, he definitely like. If there's one thing you can say about Ben, he, he, he walks. He's got a walk. hot sister. <laughs> if, if there's, there's two one thing you can say about Ben. <laughs> oh man, I've always thought that would be weird to have a hot sister. I'm Dude, so that's glad gotta I don't. be the worst. It's got to be the worst because. Look, I'm going to... I'm gonna Because how do you know if someone wants to be your friend or if they're trying to be your friend to bang your sister? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess maybe you probably could... Like, I would imagine if I had a hot older sister coming up, like in... like That's a, like if you grew up with an Xbox, a fucking GameCube, and yeah. a PS2. All the dudes, Everyone just wants to be your friend to yeah, fucking use you. Everyone wants to be nice to you, but isn't that what being cool in high school is all about? Having things that people want to use. High school is all about, and middle school, middle school, high school, and really life, uh, depending on what uh, people you hang out with. A lot of social climbing going on there. Mm. Like, we would have been way cooler if we had cars. Just bar none. You know? I'm sorry. It just makes you cooler. And that is pretty much the peak you can have, unless you're like Luke A., who had his own apartment in high school yeah. and we're sitting there trying to date the same girl. And I'm like, well, how the fuck am I going to compete with this? <laughs> this guy literally has his own place. Yeah. I live, my brother lives in the bed next to mine. <laughs> in the I don't same even room. have my own room. <laughs> and this guy has his own apartment. How is this going to work? <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up. It is fucked up. It is fucked up, dude. But I feel like, you know, I, I can say this freely, because I never had a sister. But do you not, like, how can I say this without sounding weird? Better yet, I'll just fucking say it. You obviously know when your sister's hot. Yeah, you obviously probably. notice. Now, that doesn't mean that you want to fuck your sister, obviously. No. But you can definitely, but like... You can definitely- tell when people are thirsty for it you see what all the hullabaloo is about (laughs) (laughs) you get it (laughs) you may not want to fuck your sister but you get it. yeah you're chris rock i'm not saying i'll do it but i understand (laughs) (laughs) and that's gotta be weird to grow up with like a fucking hot sister and here's the other thing about having a hot sister benefits that we haven't talked about hot friends Mm. hot birds of a hot feather flock together all right if you have a hot uh, this is another reality uh especially of 
women that is unfortunate to say, but in my humble opinion, um, hot girls that exclusively hang out with girls that are like way below them on like the hotness scale, that's a red flag to me. Mm. Um, because I think it's like an insecurity thing where they have to be like they when they all go out together they want to be the one that gets all the attention like they're used mm-hmm. to like because obviously that's got to suck and the thing the thing that sucks about being a chick uh as a guy who's never been a chick but the thing i would imagine that sucks being a girl is that the guys are the ones that usually do the approaching and so when you go out with a bunch of your girlfriends it's got to suck like uh you know if you have like the one hot friend that like every dude's talking to but no dude's ever come up to you mm-hmm. that's got to suck um but i do feel like uh hot girls hanging out with other hot girls is at the very least a sign of like uh not being insecure because it's like oh you're cool with not always being like the the best looking person you're cool with not always being the center of attention blah 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 blah. but that all aside if you're the younger brother it's like you're constantly surrounded by like hot girls coming to your house i feel like it'd be a good a good gig to have an older sister now obviously i don't want to hear rumors my my hypothetical sister better not be like. Oh my god, I couldn't even fucking imagine, bro. I feel like I'd have to quit. I'd have to drop out of school. You'd have to drop out. You'd have to drop out. If you find out your sister was fingered by Brad. Yeah. Getting fingered. You had to like if you found out that like your sister cut school to fucking have a train ran on her. Yep. And oh. You're, and you're supposed to go to school the next day. Oh my god. You're. Oh my god. Just dudes walking and out of the hallway doing the and choo-choo it was the at football you. team, and you're on the bench. Dudes on your team banged your sister. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's got to. Or suck. whatever kind of team, like any team. Any team. You're no longer on my team. It doesn't even matter what team it is, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Uh, another mark of maturity. I realized this. There's certain things when you know you're an adult. For instance, you know you're not a little kid anymore. When, uh, like, I remember I was on the bus uh, when I was five, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. But I really loved Barney when I was a little kid. Loved Barney. There's a picture of me in my house, in my parents' house. Obviously, I don't have baby pictures of myself in my apartment. Mm-hmm. Even though that would be understandable. That would be cute. But I feel like you kind of have to... It <laughs> would be cute. I feel like you have to have a home before you start hanging baby pictures up. Yeah. You know? I don't like, think I would ever hang up a baby picture of myself. I mean, my, my parents... My dad has his baby picture up at the house, but they own that house. I feel like that's acceptable. You know, you have baby pictures of people. The only... I think my dad has one baby picture of himself in the house, but it's like a painting mm. that like either my grandma or my grandfather did yeah that's a benefit of having people that draw in the family they can do shit like that yeah but it's not like a picture of him um i there's a picture of me on my parents wall where i'm like you can tell i've just got done crying oh my god and i'm holding my (laughs) barney sucks and the story behind it is that the portraiteer kept on wanting to take the Barney out of my hands to take the picture mm-hmm. and I refused to take the picture unless I could hold the Barney. Yeah. And that was when I was three. So eventually but that's also he- like that guy, if that was his job, he should have known after the first time asking to stop asking. That. Yeah, dude. No, to means not. No. Yeah. Don't ask it into the point of the kid crying because that just makes your job harder. Yeah. And you know what? I'm proud of myself because that picture is me holding you the stood Barney. Your ground. I stood my ground. I was like, yeah. no, dude. You're not getting this picture of me. 
Unless I'm holding this Barney. That's I know fucking my fine. Rights. I know and my then you rights. You flashed a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you took the Barney's head off and it was a gun. <laughs> <laughs> that would be badass. Um, so that was when I'm three. Now, here's the thing about being three. Mm-hmm. This I can speak from experience. I know I've talked about a bunch of stuff that I haven't experienced, but I was three. Uh, not that far off from five. Mm. You know, I remember my cousins, uh, my cousin's kids were in the basement and one of them was like five at the time and another one was four. And then there was this like baby that was two. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, so is Oliver your friend? And the five year old was like, yeah, he's our friend, but he just can't talk. And it was kind of cute because it's like, oh, like you guys kind of are the same age. But that difference is so different that, like, to you, it's just normal that, like, one of your friends just can't, can't talk. talk. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you just can't talk. And it's like, so so being from that age to that age when you're, like, three and you're crying at the mall because somebody's trying to take your Barney, to go into kindergarten where there was this, and the, I, I, this is one of the most uh, a shameful moments in my life. I was on the bus. And there was this Asian kid named Richard who had a Barney lunchbox. And some of the bullies on the bus were making fun of him for having a Barney lunchbox. They were saying it was for babies. Now me, knowing that I love Barney. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a Barney lunchbox, though. And, yeah, you uh, knew not to. I knew, you knew not, not to. to just because you didn't want the ridicule. I didn't want. Listen. I didn't want the smoke. I know this way too well. Yeah. In elementary school, people would make fun of people for playing Pokemon, even though we all did. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm not going to speak up and defend this guy for getting fucking bullied for playing Pokemon because I play Pokemon. Wow. Because, you know, I'm not trying to get that attention. <laughs> you must have gone to a cool school because at my school, it was cool to play Pokemon. Dude, you must- it, was, it was cool to play Pokemon up until like fifth grade for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Fifth grade was the cutoff. For, I don't know why. It's, and um, I still kept playing it. Yeah, obviously. I played it like I played the hell out of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I until love that fucking shit. like a year or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just start bullying you. <laughs> Eric likes Pokemon. Bullies sucked back then. They Dude, weren't bu- even good at bullying. It wasn't even clever. Yeah, they just said what it was. <laughs> yeah. You like her. But also, to the main point, like the bully probably also liked Barney. He probably did. He probably did. Oh, my God. I never thought about he that. He probably was projecting. Because I was inadvertently one of the bullies. I wasn't the main bully, mm-hmm. but I kind of like laughed along. I didn't say anything particular. But Yeah, you're trying to go under the radar. I was trying to, I was trying to keep my cover up. And mm-hmm. so this kid was like just admonished on the bus, crying. And when I got off the bus, I fucking cried my eyes out that I participated in that. Mm. And I like still to this day remember that uh because it was one of those moments where i was just like wow i totally should have stood up for that i'm (laughs) weak i couldn't save him (laughs) i couldn't save him i don't even think that kid (laughs) i'm gonna get stronger i'm pretty sure that kid left the school now i'm not saying that's why he left superhero backstory (laughs) (laughs) i'm not saying that's why he left the school but he definitely never came back with that lunchbox. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, kids are cruel, man. But that's like, you can tell when you're a kid because that's the kind of stuff you think. And the reason I bring any of that up is you can tell you're an adult when you just don't mention when you finger somebody. 
Mm. That's not a mentionable offense. Yeah. That's no, not because it's like as an adult, like it's either like, yeah, that's a given, or like, why are you bragging about fingering someone? Yeah, you fingered somebody? That's such yeah. a that's such a mean? high school boy thing to care about even. Yeah. <laughs> you just get your first pube too? Like what the fuck? <laughs> But that was, I mean, like at the time, that was like a big fucking deal, you know? Oh, yeah. Second base? Smell my finger? Oh, I got a, I got a decent amount of smell my fingers from guys around me. I never, I never was able to pull that off. Yeah, I, I'm glad. <laughs> I wasn't cool enough to pull a smell my finger off. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know. Um, I, I, think I also I, didn't even understand what it was at first, too. I think I had, I think I smelled it once smelled somebody's finger once but that was genuinely out of curiosity it wasn't like i was like oh let me smell this thing it was like i wonder what pussy does smell like because up <laughs> until then i've only ever seen it on video and mm-hmm. i had only had one of my neighbors from the street describe it as i was eating a block of feta cheese and and then he i gave him a hunk of it and then he smelled his finger after he's like this smells like pussy pussy smells like feta cheese and i was like gross <laughs> <laughs> so up until then i was just waiting to fuck and and you know what it's not it's not the worst comparison now i know that women listening to this don't want to hear that but obviously it's better than feta cheese but also bear in mind i love feta cheese yeah, but I there's love a, there's feta a cheese. tang to it. Yeah. <laughs> so when I say it smells like feta cheese, that's not that's not really yeah, an he's insult. Greek. That's his shit. <laughs> I'm Greek, baby. That's a high. That's the highest compliment that's you can like, get from a Greek that's man. That's like Frank's for Greek Greek people. I put that shit on everything. Yeah, I literally do. <laughs> <laughs> so you should be hearing this with us air of pride. Yeah. <laughs> it's like his everything bagel seasoning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. But yeah, dude, uh, I forgot everything we were talking about. But in general... I don't know. Uh, smell my finger, though. No. <laughs> my finger. Just to wrap it up, I support uh, um, government-mandated fitness tests. Mm-hmm. Um, I support um, uh, legalizing all drugs. Mm-hmm. And I support... Uh, I, I, I emotionally support people with hot sisters. Mm-hmm. I feel your pain, dude. I feel your pain. Yeah, that's that's a rough one, dude. That's rough, dude. That's rough. Uh, let's see what yeah, we got. Salute to the soldiers and the brothers of hot sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to ask my dad about that because because my aunt I think was like pretty hot show. coming up. <laughs> yeah, my aunt was a smoke show. <laughs> I've always wanted to ask my dad. <laughs> it was weird how hot his sister was growing up. Dad, how did you deal with it? How did you how did you get through it? <laughs> yeah, dude. Um hop into a movie corner. I watched uh I watched old the other night. Oh really? For the first time. For the first time. Wow. I know I'm old to old. Wow. But uh, I just had to watch it. I had to watch it. I had to know what it was about, and I had to know why the beach was making them old. You have to. That's know all that. I knew about the movie is that the beach made them old. And you know what's ironic about that is, if mm-hmm. I recall, 
I think that's the one thing you don't really find out, right? It's, no, they spell it out plain and simple to you at the end of oh, it. Oh, then spell it out for me. First of all, before yeah, we Yeah, guys, get... this is a spoiler. So if you guys don't want to spoil the movie old for mm-hmm. yourself... If you also waited two and a half years... Yeah, to watch this movie, um, you know, maybe just skip like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we just want to get into the meat of it, uh, right into the meat of the pussy... M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, yeah, M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, so the beach makes you old because there's a rare mineral in the cliffs surrounding it, and it seeps into the ocean. And it's some sort of magnetic force, too, that basically speeds up time in living cells in that vicinity. Gotcha. And the reason they couldn't leave is because it's almost like the bends where their body gets used to this kind of like pressurized time zone. And then when they try to leave it too quick, they get headaches, they black out and end back up on the beach, the old beach. Ah, yeah, it speeds up time, basically. Yeah. And uh, so everything happens fast. Yeah, everything happens fast. Uh, These two little kids that were there in the beginning of the movie, halfway through, they're like, 18 hopefully and then they have sex and have a baby and the whole baby gestation period is like 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and then they have the baby and they put it down for one second and it dies from like lack of attention and then within like 30 minutes it's like a hollow fucking bag of bones oh my god and they have to bury the baby and it's so gross the part that i remember best from that was when like the model chick like breaks a bone and then because Ooh, time moves so fast yeah, it, it like heals really quick and then like she yeah, just she keeps turns like, into like a fucking like squiggly line monster crawling yeah, after that was in pretty the cave. that was pretty cool she had like this weird like she had a calcium deficiency. calcium deficiency yeah. so her bones are more susceptible to breaking so they just kept breaking and then she and, and the healing immediately healing. and so eventually by the end she was just like this is zigzag like a fucking worm yeah that yeah, was that a good thing was gross you know M9- but then oh, yeah. the the big secret was obviously it was pharmaceutical testing. Um, so they were like they were using that beach. They basically had you know these four families. Someone in each family had either a mental or a physical health thing that they're trying to figure out medication for. Mm-hmm. So like the resort at the beginning, they gave them a fucking cocktail that had a cocktail of drugs in it that they're testing on them. And then to be able to see the lifelong effects of it, to see, hey, did it work or hey, it didn't, they put them on Old Beach. Old Beach. And just make them fucking live out their days in the span of like 18 hours. Yeah, you got to hand it to M. Night Shyamalan because he's a very hit or miss guy. I don't Mm -hmm. think there's any director that's more hit or miss than him. I mean, Sixth Sense is a phenomenal movie mm-hmm. and not to spoil that movie for anybody but when you find out that bruce, bruce Lil- willis is dead <laughs> <laughs> when you find out that bruce willis is dead the whole time gotta be top i mean what i would i, I don't even i don't even think i'm tripping when i say this top three and i'm only saying top three because i'm leaving room for two other twists at the end um fucking maybe shutter island uh at the end when you find out you kind of don't know if he's insane or not. That mm-hmm. was another great fucking twist in movie history. Yeah. Do you think of any other great twists of all time? Um, what about Fast Five? When the whole vault, they did a switch on the vault, and then The Rock catches the them trying to steal the empty vault, even though they already had it back at their place and emptied it. 
Uh, you know, I never saw that switch. movie. I never saw that, that movie. That's a pretty good switch. Um, not like a mind-altering switch, but it was just a <laughs> it was, twist. It was just like that was a twist. Yeah, I gotta watch it. Is that worth watching? Fast Five. Fast Five. Now is that you ruined the best it for me. One. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you know the original twist, fucking Wizard of Oz. It was all a dream. Mm. You know, that's that's you gotta that's at least throw twist. that in the ring. Yeah, yeah. You know. But that was like the thing is, I mean, like, all the M Night Shyamalan has it, like the village, uh, <laughs> where it ends up being like modern day, and they're just like in this weird commune. Yeah, I was um, gonna mention is it, which was like the kids get sent to their grandparents, but it turns out their grandparents are dead in the basement, and it's two like maniacs that escaped. Um. Let's just keep running spoilers until that five-minute timer runs <laughs> yeah, out. Watch as we ruin every movie in film history. <laughs> um, Best yeah. in show, Eugene Levy's character wins, even though he has two left feet. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fucking, um, yeah, I was going to mention The Village because it was one of those things where it's like, the problem with M. Night Shyamalan is it's not really a problem. It's more so a, a testament to his to his grit. That guy goes for it. He mm-hmm. really does. He really comes up with some wild premises that almost are impossible to fill in the 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 you know backfill. Yeah. He's like, all right, here's my idea, blah 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 blah, and then it's like only a couple of times has he been able to so solidly fill in the blanks at the end of the movie to where you're like, what the fuck? The village. When I found out they were like two blocks away from an interstate, I was like. What the fuck? Yeah, that was kind of stupid. That wasn't a what the fuck. And then it was like, like a, what the, the happening fuck? where it was like pterodactyls or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> or like yeah. trees were the enemy or mm-hmm. some bullshit like that. Um, Speaking of directors, I'm going to go on the record and say I am not a Steven Spielberg fan. I think I've watched really? enough Spielberg films. So what, what are you... Because like, Spielberg is like... Spielberg did like Jaws and shit, right? Uh, did yes, he did. Yes, he did. That's true. He also did Jurassic Park. I'm gonna say and this like instead. Indiana Jones, and he's kind of corny. Yeah, I mean, looking at those like now, they're pretty corny just because like filmmaking has changed so much too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're still crazy movies. Um, I think I've I, okay so. The most recent two that I've watched from him have been uh, I watched AI, uh, artificial intelligence, mm. which has the kid from The Sixth Sense. That Haley movie's Joel a little Oscar. corny. That movie's mad corny, and like the concept of it is good. This is the problem with Spielberg in the two thousand era, because I think this is what it is. Jurassic Park was him, right? Yeah, I mean, once once all those old school directors went to the CGI route, mm-hmm. like it just fucking ruined it. They bit off more than they could chew, and I think or that they thought like the technology was way better than it actually is. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> at they, that point they, in time, they did too much, and it was kind of like like I I think the problem is is that the two movies that I'm referencing now are AI, and the other one I just watched the other day is Minority Report. Polar now, Express. <laughs> no, <laughs> now Minority Report is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to be honest though, for the first hour, I was like, because eh. Liv and I actually keep like a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Of like all the movies we pick, and then we rate them out of four, and we keep mm-hmm. it so that like we each have like our our star rating out of four. Her average is two point six minus three point four. Mm-hmm. I'm winning decisively right now. She's gonna have to pick a couple cult classics to fucking Damn. come back on me. I was gonna say, um, 
me and Elizabeth keep a list of the movies we watch, but we don't rate them. Oh, you guys aren't in the competitive element. No. <laughs> we're, we're keeping tallies, baby. We're so fucking, when we're picking a movie, it's like a lot on the line. Okay, you know? yeah. So when I picked Minority Report, I was like, all right, like, you know, I'm in the lead. I'm in the lead. But like in the first hour, I was like, oh, man, is this about to be a two? Is this about to be a two? I can't drop my average. I've never had no, a two. My, Minority Report is the one where they have like the precogs and shit. Yeah, the pre They can like yeah. see yeah, crime before it happens and they yeah. can stop it. Great concept. Again, mm -hmm. look, here, here's the thing though. It's like, but the, you can't give the concept, you can't credit that to the director necessarily yeah. like did did steven spielberg come up with that yeah, concept did he or did he just direct minority it? report yeah. so minority report the writing was great there's a couple plot holes in it that like you know for, it's not going to make sense to anybody who hasn't also watched extremely recently but like there is an argument to like live brought it up and it was like well you know all he had to do was like wait out the 24 hours and not and just hide away and then once it didn't happen they would realize that it it didn't happen you know, mm -hmm. but instead he goes on this like big mission, gets his eyes replaced and fucking does all this shit. And it's like he winds up exactly where they thought he was going to be and committing the murder accidentally. And then it's like, all right, dude, all you had to do was like you already were hidden away. All you had to do was just chill there for like one day. Yeah. And then let that time pass. And then you could have been like, see, you guys, I didn't do it. Look. So that's a major plot hole. But it's like, look, I'm willing to give those concessions if you know, in the in the spirit of saying, you know what, you guys, this is a pretty intense premise. Obviously, it's going to be kind of hard to pull off. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to follow the storyline and not poke holes in it as long as you can keep it semi, you know, believable. Yeah. And they did that. It was cool. Um, but like you said, the CGI, it's like the two things are the other thing they have in common is they're both based in the future. And Steven Spielberg was not very good at imagining the future. You know, there's a lot of references to like coins and cash. Meanwhile, like the cars are like moving upside down and sideways on the highway. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, oh, but we still use fucking paper money in yeah. fucking 2300. It's like, what? You know, so like, and then the CGI, just like the cop uniforms, they look like fucking star stormtroopers. It's like, dude, calm down. Just fucking direct the movie, bro. It's like they were trying to go, they were trying to do too much with it. And also, I don't really like the idea that he self-directed a movie about himself. It's kind of off-putting mm. to me. Doesn't he have a movie coming out like right yeah, now? Yeah, I think so. About himself. Is that not weird? Yeah, it's a little weird. Like if I just made a fucking documentary about myself. Yeah. And just called it like fucking the man behind the microphone or something stupid and gay like that. Like it would just be like people would watch also it. Also like, yeah, how, how truthful are you going to be? Like... Most of those like biopics come out after someone's dead, so they can't go into the news and be like, "They got it completely wrong. Yeah, they lied and da 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 da." I think uh, new. But he's just gonna rule. make and be like, "I, you know, ever since I was a kid, I was getting pussy." <laughs> and what's next? Obviously, start making movies. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, have you seen it yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he like threw that in there. He was like, I was getting so much pussy, I thought, what else can I do? <laughs> <laughs> what else would I be good at? <laughs> Besides getting pussy. <laughs> I want prom king, class clown, and most likely to be the a world famous movie star director. <laughs> <laughs> and my high school was right. <laughs> about one thing <laughs> i am the best it's like all, i think i think you should have to be dead 
to have an autobiograph to have a biographical film about you. I think you should not you be allowed to be alive. Able to make your own biography. Yeah, autobiographical films are done. No more of that. No more autobiographical films. Even the autobiographical book. But that's not quite as bad because at least with the book, it's kind of like a memoir where you just kind of write shit. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're doing a movie where you're like, all right, so the, in this scene, I'm 28. Let me find the fucking hottest, coolest dude with fucking my color hair and have him play me. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, like if I was making a movie, obviously I would pick like the, the hot, like if they gave me like a fucking ugly guy, I'd be like, He's not playing me. No. He's not playing me. Where's Taylor Lautner? Where's Taylor Lautner? (laughs) Can you go back in time and get 2010 Taylor Lautner and tell him I want him to play me (laughs) in this movie? Like, obviously. It's like you shouldn't be allowed to. Like, that's why it's like I have no qualms about the Elvis movie. Elvis is dead. Or is he? Elvis is fucking dead. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and the other thing, he was a great looking fucking guy. And the only thing I went in that movie thinking was this fucking Elvis better be hot. Mm -hmm. If Elvis is not hot. You can say whatever you want. You can do the whole scene about how every single thing he did was appropriated and blah, 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 which they did tastefully. Tastefully, but kind of cornily. They did it corny way. Like all in one day, he like goes to a black bar and then he runs across the street and then he's at a black church. Yeah, a white person wrote that being like, black people are going to love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Elvis was it just... had that like stench on it. Yeah, this like one day when he just like, you know, went to the bar and then the old church right across the street from the bar and just saw two things and was like, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> 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 but like I went into that, I was like, this guy better be hot because uh, I think a lot of people don't realize just how fucking good looking he was. You know, but I'm glad he's dead because now I don't have to sit here and think, did he fucking scan actors and was like, no, this man ain't hot enough. <laughs> Mama. Yeah, just uh, Elvis, if he didn't die, fat as shit, like gross, job of the hut looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like, I, I got to have somebody hotter than this. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, I think, you know, like, it's just like Steven Spielberg directing a movie about himself is like, like, I can't picture that for anybody. Like Joe Rogan, if there was just a fucking like movie that came out about Joe Rogan while he's still Joe Rogan, it's like why well, I, I could literally just watch the guy right now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, trying to think of what other movies we watched. I watched Spinal Tap finally. Oh, that's a I'd good never, one. I've never seen it. It's a classic, and I can see that it was very inspirational for a lot of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like, kind of was the beginning of like that mockumentary style of shooting, mm-hmm. um, which obviously inspired like you know, The Office and all that type of shit. And yes. then, like what we do in the shadows and tons of great movies and shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I should have just seen it way earlier, because watching it now. It's like it's okay. Yeah, it's not the best. What year did that come out? Uh, oof. I'm gonna say '82, but I'm not sure. Um, I think that the the shelf life for movies, uh, is 1989 right now, and I think it goes up one year with every year we go in the future. I think we have a 20. I'm gonna say 1988. I'm gonna say we have a 25 year shelf life on movies, to the point where at that point, um. 84. Okay. So I watched Roadhouse 
the other day with Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. and uh, some other people. And um, it was enjoyable and good. But there were a lot of like 80s-ish like tropes and like just like corny shit that went along with it that I was like, all right, like I'm just going to ignore like the obvious corniness and like kind of like the hard thing about like any martial arts-esque movie is like you're always sitting there like, why is nobody using a gun? Yeah. Why is he not? Why are these guys just fucking? Why is he breaking into the fucking criminal complex and just fist fighting people? <laughs> it's just kind of a weird thing to like. I mean, I guess if you get if you think about it, that's like every superhero movie. Every superhero movie would be way different if Spider Man had a gun and fucking Captain America had a gun and everybody had a fucking gun. Yeah, if Batman you know? actually killed. Yeah, people. if Batman killed, it's like so. Like in a way, it's like now I'm just watching this as a superhero movie. Even though it's a movie about a fucking bouncer, you know, but it's like in that era, like those like Steven Seagal martial arts movies and like you got to get, you know, Bruce Lee, like all these movies are kind of inherently uh, unrealistic just from the jump Mm because it's like there's no instance where you're just going around fist fighting people all the time and that's it, you know, so there was like, but it was a good movie, but I did think I was like, all right there's a lot of movies you watch from like the early eighties that just, they have to be really, really fucking intensely good plots and writing to overcome just the inherent corniness and cheesiness that goes along with that time. Not even necessarily the special effects because that's Mm -hmm. obvious. You can't really fault people for that, but just like there's a lot of shit from like those types of eras where it's just like, they're not, it's not content. It's you don't feel like really in it. You don't really relate to these people. It's harder to put yourself in the mindset. Like you watch a a high school movie made in the seventies. It's like really hard to like relate to them the same way that if I watch like a movie made in two thousand ten about kids in high school, like super bad. Of like, oh, I can relate to that. Like this is what my high school experience is like. It's like you watch like Carrie from nineteen eighty something, and it's like it's like Jesus Christ. Like I don't have anything in common with these people. It's like hard. So it's like. It's it's kind of the same way when you watch old stand up comedy, like how much you hear about like how great Richard Pryor is and how great um, you know Sam Kennison and all these guys that are like definitely goats. But it's almost I don't think it's a matter of not being as funny because people make this argument all the time for athletes where they say like oh like you know a lot of the the greats of basketball would never be able to come from the seventies and eighties and even nineties would not be able to compete in today's game. Like people will say like LeBron James is like way better, actually way better than Michael. Not way better, but they say LeBron James is actually the best basketball player ever lived. Yeah, because it wasn't Jordan, like, because that was when the NBA still was like, those people were playing in games and then they'd have to go to their day job of fucking like being a plumber. Um, More so for like, uh, I would say the 60s and 70s. Jordan played in the very, very late 80s and 90s and then early 2000s. So it was an established thing at that point. But just the pool of competition was lower. That doesn't necessarily mean that he was any worse. But it's like, you know, now everyone in the NBA is fucking... the, the The average player in the NBA is far better than the average player in the NBA, you know, 30 years ago. So that doesn't mean that the best player in the NBA 30 years ago couldn't compete in the NBA today, but it does mean that on average he had a a smaller pool of competition and could probably put up better numbers, you know, whereas if maybe if you took LeBron James and put him in 1990 Chicago Bulls, he might have better numbers than Jordan. You know, you could never tell. 
Um, I don't know if that applies to comedy as much. I don't know if people get have gotten more fun. Like, there's an argument to make for athletes where it's like we know more about science and shit. Where like, you know, the training is better. We have a better understanding of how to like recovery and diet and all these different things. Like, and these athletes, like you're talking about, like it's a full time job. You know, in the in the fucking fifties and sixties when Johnny Unitas is playing and shit, it's like. You know, a lot of those guys, that's why the Pittsburgh Steelers are called the Steelers, because they all work at the fucking steel mill. These are guys who, like, played football after a shift at the factory. It's a little bit different than guys who are making multiple millions of dollars a year and doing nothing but training and dieting and have personal physicians and all these people. It's like, it's almost, you couldn't even expect them to even have a chance now. But that's not to say that you couldn't have taken a guy from the 70s and given him all that shit, and he wouldn't be able to do it now if he was born in this era. You know, oh, yeah. I don't know. I if mean, if you just gave game. those guys like pads and helmets back then, they probably <laughs> would have been a lot better. Yeah, probably. They got like CTE every fucking three minutes on the field. Yeah. So I don't know if that applies to comedy and art, though. Like, I don't think comedians have gotten more funny. I just think it's like it's the context of the times. Like, I'm sure. And how relatable it is. Exactly. Like, the, you know, you watch like Richard Pryor and it's like, I can tell by the reception he's getting from the crowd that this guy is fucking murdering right now and he's probably revolutionary for this era. But, like, do I think that Richard Pryor's fucking uh, set, legendary set, is funnier than, like, the most recent Louis C.K. special? I haven't seen the most recent one, but, you know, just any of the guys that are big now, like fucking Bill Burr or Chappelle, like, do I... Pro- no, I, and it, I can't because it's not relevant to my life anymore like all the celebrities are referencing i've never fucking heard of all the uh you know current events they're referencing i barely remember or don't know about at all Mm -hmm. so it's like when you watch spinal tap it's almost like you i almost i would almost prefer that people just don't watch them and just accept them for being good yeah like animal house yeah it just is good i can watch it i can still I can see all of its like good merits and shit, you know, like, and I can see how it probably was revolutionary, Mm -hmm. but watching, you know, it's like watching the fucking, like, uh, the pilot of a show after like, you know, like if you pulled up the sunny in Philadelphia pilot right now, watching the first season of always sunny. Well, no. And even like just the first episode, the pilot pilot, yeah, 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 like that they shot on a fucking handy cam recorder. And it's like comparing it to, yeah, the third or fourth season. Yeah. It's a world of difference. Yeah. And that's the same show. Mm -hmm. But now think of a genre of movies where the original and then now 20 some years later, like whatever, you know. Here, Here would be my recommendation. Any movie made before the year 1990, watch alone. Because we all understand the pressure of when you pick the movie, especially if you're me, where your your numbers are on the line. <laughs> and I had this. I'll ex- give you a good one that you can throw in for your next movie pick. Oh, nice! I'm, I'm hot juicing. fuzz. Hot fuzz. That's a. That's still good. Okay. Watch cool. that again recently. Okay. That's cool. a great movie. I'll check that out. Hot fuzz. I remember the title. I don't think I've seen it. So that's exciting. It's, uh, Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost. The Shaun of the Dead guys. Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah, I've seen that, but yeah. I'll definitely pop that on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one's good, good as stuff. hell. 
Yeah, but just in general, I think watch it alone so you can watch it with an adult. Don't put on Animal House and expect to laugh your ass off. Yeah. Put on Animal House. Don't watch Porky's and be like, this is, uh, how are they getting away with this? This is not PC. (laughs) (laughs) You have to just watch it. And then like when I watched Star Wars with you and Mark, Dark Mark here for the first time in my life, we watched the first one, episode four. Yeah, yeah. And, um. You know, objectively, you know, like, and subjectively as a movie, I was like, okay, it's a fucking movie. But objectively, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh my God, like, now I understand all these cultural references that I've gone my entire life without ever having seen Star Wars. And Mm -hmm. then when I'm 26, all these dots get connected where all these other things that I've become accustomed to actually started here. And you're basically like, you're seeing like the prototype. Yeah, and that's that's what's enjoyable. So you watch a movie like Animal House, and it's like, okay, there's definitely like college frat boy comedies that have come out since then that are that are going to make you laugh more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like American Pie, the first American Pie is probably better than Animal House. Yes, but that movie wouldn't exist without Animal House. Yeah, that whole genre of just like guy movie, which has kind of gone away. There's no more guy movies. Where's the guy movies at? You know? Yeah, they still make chick flicks. They do make chick flicks. They still make them. How come we can't have guy flicks anymore? Where's the guy flicks, dude? (laughs) You know, American Pie, that's just classic. But then you watch even American Pie, and it's just like the most, like, insane. Like, it's insane now Mm -hmm. to look at, like, the plot line where he's, like, you know, very hard trying to not bang his 18-year-old neighbor. And, like, just, like, I think this is one of the more recent ones. But you're just, like... This is totally a guy movie. I could not mm. imagine watching this with my girlfriend. Yeah, especially American Pie 3, the wedding movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it was specifically made to create the MILF category in porn for dudes. Yes, that's a good conspiracy. <laughs> Pornhub produced that movie <laughs> to promote <laughs> Just because of MILF. how hot Stifler's mom was. Yeah, yeah. Hold on one second. You drop a couple sponsors. I got to take a piss so bad. Yeah, so this this podcast is brought to you by Outside of the Studio, the only place you'll want to piss. Don't ever try to take a shit there, though, because there's no toilet paper and no privacy. Um, Also, this week, we are brought to you by Kyoto Autumn Leaves Incense. If you and your co-host... Uh, are a little stinky, your stinky boys, get some Shiodio incense from Kyoto, Japan. Get the fresh Kyoto autumn leaves, Kyonoshiki incense, straight from Nippon. Also a sponsored podcast, Nippon, aka Japan, aka the, you know, the big red dot. Know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, old was fucked up. Old, I still think back to parts of old, and I go, ugh. I get, like, a shiver down my spine. And I guess that's good. I guess that's, like, you know, it made me have a visceral and physical reaction. Um, and I guess that's what a good movie does. But also, I don't like being stuck thinking about some of that stuff. So hopefully I forget about old. Jimmy's back from his piss. I'm back from my piss. I'm older Bitch, now. Bitch, I'm back at my piss. <laughs> I'm older now. Uh, yeah, just to cap up on old. Uh, I, honestly, old still fits into a category of movies, I'd say, 
watch. Yeah, no. It was definitely watchable. It wasn't like a, damn, that was so good. Mm-hmm. But it was it was more than I thought it would be. Yep. Going into the movie, I was like, it's a beach that makes you old. Yeah. And luckily, there's a little bit more to it than that. Yeah. And, and, and you got to also give it to M. Night because whenever he comes out with a movie... People are going to want to watch that shit. People watch he it. He still People has that name, baby. It. He still has that name. Um, What else was I going to say? Anything pressing this week? I don't know. I'm, I finally moved out of my apartment. Oh, it's February 1st. Done? I'm officially out. I guess it was all small stuff. I'm officially stuff. in the house. I'm officially uh, just in fucking box unpacking mode. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Other than that, not fucking. Sure, let much. me know. I would have helped more. I was waiting for that text. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm bad at like asking people for help, so I've been. Dumb. I just uh, I mainly just bugged Alex and <laughs> like Elizabeth about it, because I could just wake up and be like, "Hey, can you help me go get some stuff for my apartment <laughs> to yeah. Elizabeth?" And then for Alex, I'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> I got everything done. I just need you to bring your car because it's bigger than mine. Yeah, the clock was winding down on January. I was like, one of these days, I'm going to get this text. <laughs> I better be ready. I was training. Um, but yeah, speaking of the clock winding down, we are officially uh, in February, guys. We made it through the hardest part of the year, which is January, the mm-hmm. worst month. We're officially in February. And it's safe to say it only goes up from here. Mm-hmm. Literally every month, uh, gets better after February. Yeah. Well, actually, you could make the after armor from that point. You could say every just every month gets better throughout the year. I wonder if that's why they made it that way. Mm. I wonder if when they made the calendar, because they kind of had to decide like when the year starts. And it's maybe there's a more scientific way for this, but like I feel like they could have started the year at any point in the orbit. Yeah. But they decided to start it in January because they were like. They must have known thousands of years ago that January sucks. And they're like, dude, I don't want to start the year off in May and then fucking, you know, the end of the year. Just all go downhill. Yeah. And you're fucking, what should be Halloween is fucking January. Fuck that. Every month gets better. Um, November is noticeably worse than October, but solid enough. You know, but there's the there's the light at the end of the tunnel that is Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, you get Thanksgiving, and then you and then December's. You know, what can you say about December? December, you just get to be stressed for three <laughs> weeks, and then you have to and do nothing about see, it. <laughs> yeah, more people than you've seen all year in the span of five days. You just have to know for four <laughs> weeks that you should be shopping, but don't obviously don't do shop. It. Don't do it. That's consumerism. Stay stressed about it. Capitalism. No, fuck that. If you're a real G, you shop on Christmas Eve, and that's that's kind of and it works. It I works. haven't had any problems with it yet. Um, outside of that, quick side away before we close out. Um, I didn't. I, I went to the gun. Did I talk about when I went to the gun range at all? Mm-mm. I went to the gun range. My dad bought me a hundred dollar gift card to Free State Gun Range over in like Nottingham uh, area, kind of like nice. White Marshy area, nice, nice. in the crossroads. If anybody out there knows the crossroads, a big complex, street, strip mall, wherever. Um, so I went there with Liv, and uh, nothing makes you want a gun more than fucking shooting some guns. I tell you, it's that is true. It's a bug that you get. Like, I kind of went in there. I like, you know, I, I, 
What kind of guns were you playing with? Well, I brought my shotgun. Oh, okay. And then uh, we rented. They're like, sir, sir, <laughs> that, sir, put that away. <laughs> it was it was kind of weird now that you mentioned that because it's like, I luckily I had a case for it. For mm-hmm. the I'm ashamed to say that for the first four years that I owned that gun, it was in a cardboard box that I bought it in, very loosely taped together, but not really in, in the trunk? trunk of my car. <laughs> And uh, for anybody wondering, that is not the uh, Maryland state-approved way to store a rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Rick Ross is big at the time. I liked having a chopper in the car. True. I liked having the ability to pop the trunk on somebody mm-hmm. at any given moment. You know, it's rap. Rap is what made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> it influenced me. Um. So I, I, I've since my dad gave, I had, when I moved back into my parents' house uh, after, uh, you know, like a couple years ago, and I was living there for eight months, I obviously, you know, was forced to put the gun in the, my dad's gun cabinet when I was there. And then when I left, my dad refused to give it to me until uh, I met a certain list of demands. <laughs> and um, eventually I was able to use his conspiratorial mind against him and be like, Dad, you know, you don't want me caught out there if something goes down. You know, I need this gun. Mm. You know, and he was like, all right, come by the house and get it. I was like, hell yeah. But he gave me a, a, a case with it. Um, mm. And so now I had a case. And, and so I was like, I don't think that we understand just how um, foreign or, or like isolated we living in the area we live in have become from just the idea of like basic anything gun shit. Like when I was walking out of my apartment with the gun in the case, I literally felt like I was like a mass shooter. Like I thought people were going to see me and crazy. What the fuck are you like? Is that a fucking gun? And it's like so weird because I talk about it all the time when I go out to Western Maryland and like, you know, guys just walk into the gas station or a cup of coffee with their fucking rifle on their back. Like it's not a fucking thing. Dude, when I was in Florida, I'm not going to name any names or name where we were, but we were, you know, shooting a video down there for hunting. And when we were wrapping up for the day, putting all of our equipment away, there was just a bag on the table. And I was like, oh, is this anyone's bag? And I lifted it up and I was like, oh, there's a gun in here. There's a, this is someone's concealed carry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just different in other places. And, 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 you know, the Baltimore area is just not one of those places. I mean, I guess if you get into the county, county, like Hereford and shit, then like, that's a different zone. That's the zone, though. That's the Hereford zone. That's his whole fucking own yeah, ballgame. You know, Towson, we're not we're not known for our gun carrying on a daily basis. Yeah, I feel like you gotta like take that out in like a guitar case. Yeah, I felt like I had building. That. <laughs> it's like one of those things where like we've almost been uh I don't want to say brainwashed, but I don't know what other word to use for it, where like I I literally feel like I'm committing a crime by simply owning a gun and transporting it to my car and that's that's a that's a testament to the culture and the and the area that I live in you know cuz it's not illegal to own a gun and it's not illegal to take it to the range and shoot it but because of the area I am in I feel like I'm literally about to get like you know people are going to repel from the ceiling and fucking arrest me the SWAT team so um I made it to the place I brought my shotgun in we rented a handgun for live we're shooting at targets doing all kinds of cool shit and um, I was like, dude, I need a fucking, like, I got the shotgun. That's good. But, like, you know, 
I need a fucking handgun, baby. I want I want a handgun in my car. Mm. And my dad's telling me you can't keep it in the car. Yeah, it's got to be securely locked. Car. But <laughs> I my line of thinking was like, dude, you just want a chopper in your car. I want a chopper in my car again. <laughs> and now I don't live at home, dad. So <laughs> no, no, no. My line of thinking was like two things. The first line of thinking is I could get a small lockable case for my gun and keep it in the car. It's just as locked as it would be any other place. My second line of thinking was my glove compartment literally has a lock on it that can only be accessed from my car key that I have to pull out of the fob. It's like a delivery key if the mm-hmm. battery dies on the thing. And that's how I unlock the thing. So in theory, I could keep that gun in there, um, not necessarily loaded, but locked away in a compartment that only I could access with my key, which is the same process by which you would access any gun cabinet with my key. Um and then, you know, if at any point, like maybe I just keep it locked at all times and when I get in the car, I unlock it so it's only ever unlocked when I'm in the car or I only unlock it when I'm even in a, a, a place where I feel like there's a potential that I might need it. You know what I mean? Like mm. if I'm driving through a sketchy part of town at night alone or not alone, especially not alone and like, you know, okay, well, I'll just fucking unlock it for easy access. It's like, I mean, look, what is the point of having a gun? You know, those are the things you got to think about. That's the issue, though, is like, I don't know, a gun just escalates any situation it's brought into. So it's like, yeah, it is um, like good for a situation like that. But then also in that situation, if it comes to the point where your fucking chess move is to bring a gun out or if the other person is quicker on the draw. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and here's here's one thing I'll say in my own defense. I after going that range, uh whenever I'm around like super macho gun hunter guys, I always immediately feel like a beta. Mm. Um and I was very anxious like around guns. Like I'm not I wasn't like this like Woo-hoo! I was like, "Ooh, okay." Like I'm very cautious of it as you should be. Mm-hmm. And I felt on edge the whole time and was like being like super cautious about it. And even the idea of having a gun and owning a handgun makes me nervous. And I'm nervous because I, that nervousness is what you're supposed to feel because it is an immense responsibility to own something like that, which also tells me that that's the right mindset. I would feel more concerned if I was like, dude, I'm going to get my fucking gun. I'm going to be fucking strapped at all times, bro. Somebody pulls up on me. It's fucking game over, baby. Lights out. That's not me. My thing is, all right, my legitimate line of thinking is uh, the ideal situation for any gun owner is you never have to use it. Mm -hmm. I never want to have to use it. I hope the only thing I ever shoot in my life is a target or maybe a small animal. <laughs> I was going to say a small child. A small child. God willing. A God target willing. or a small boy. I only have to bust this baby out of the ranger <laughs> of elementary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the, the two places you take your gun for shooting. Um, so God willing, that would be the only thing. But as a man, there is a certain thing that you kind of have to have in the back of your mind, which is, I know it sounds like one of those like gung ho, you know, manly macho things. Be like, what is some? What there's an intruder? Somebody breaks in your house. I literally have had this thought like nine times living in my new house. 
Yeah. Or like, cause like, you know, I'm getting used to the new house sounds and shit. So like late at night, like Elizabeth will already be asleep and I'm just like in bed and I hear a fucking bang go downstairs cause of fucking pipes just like filling up with hot water or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that. I don't mm-hmm. know that yet. Yeah. And then I'm just like upstairs and I'm like, hmm, am I really going to go down swinging with a fucking nothing? A pencil? A <laughs> like, mechanical pencil? Yeah, what do I have up here? A fucking vape? Yeah. I'm going to like throw a fucking weed vape at the intruder. Hope you like throw it right so it explodes like at a perfect yeah. angle. Just like pops and like freaks him out for a second. You run away. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, I got to figure out some sort of practical weapon that I can keep next to the bed. Yeah. I mean, these are things that you have to think about when you're an adult man because... You know, like it or not, I feel like that's one of the responsibilities that when I have a wife and children, you know, obviously if there's a fucking knock downstairs, I'm not going to be like, hey, Liv, can you go down and check that out Mm -hmm. while I sit up in bed and lock the door? No, (laughs) obviously this is your job, sir. And when you have a family and kids, your only line of defense cannot be, let me call the cops and hope they get here in under 15 minutes. Yeah, It just can't be. You kind of like at a certain point. Like, again, I hope I'm never in a situation where I need to use it, but I think that, you know, it's a, it's a good place to be when you understand that when you call the cops, you're just calling a guy who's like six years younger than you and like didn't graduate college to show up and hope he saves your fucking wife and kids. No, sorry. I would rather, uh, if, if push came to shove, at least have some skin in the game a little bit. So that's why I'm, I do see the importance of having it. But I'm also scared of having it, which is also a good thing. Uh, but uh, the reason I bring all this up is because I just recently realized that um, Maryland was one of the few states in the country where they had what's called a May issue policy on uh, wear and care permits. So there's two things you have to do in Maryland in order to get a handgun. First of all, rifles, you can just buy one. There's not really a stipulation. One of our very close friends who you probably wouldn't imagine uh, but he has like a fucking AR um, and he just bought it. Our close friends? Not super close, but like somebody close. Okay. Like in our circle, somebody you've seen recently. Mm. Um, and it's just like, mm, okay, but there's not there's not a lot of going on in order to get one of those. Handguns, because they are concealable, there's much more strict legislation mm. about that. So in Maryland, you have to, first in order to even purchase one, you have to get what's called a, a HQL, a handgun qualification license, mm-hmm. um, which then allows you to purchase a gun. At which point, that does not mean that you are allowed to fucking be armed in public. You're allowed to have that gun in your house. If you're even traveling with it in the car, it has to be the gun has to be inaccessible to you and unloaded, and then all the ammo has to be in a completely separate compartment of the car. So, like, in theory, you could have, like, the ammunition in the glove compartment and the unloaded gun in the trunk. It has to be not accessible. Yeah. However, there's the other thing called a wear-carry permit where if you get that, then that's how you are allowed to then, like, have it in your car. Open carry, whatever. Um, Up until last summer, because there was a Supreme Court case where uh, New York had a similar law uh, where the May issue said that, like, basically, if you wanted to apply for that permit, that wear and carry permit to actually be able to you have your gun outside of your fucking own house, um, you have to apply and take it. You had to take a course and then apply. And then the state police department who does that process could then you would have to, like, provide a good enough reason as to why they should allow you to have this permit. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't automatic. You'd have to be like, well, 
this is what I do for a living. I transport money back and forth. I leave at these hours. And they could sit there and just kind of use their own discretion and be like, hmm, okay, you can have this permit or you cannot. It's a may, we may issue this permit. Um, there was a Supreme Court case in New York. Apparently that had been the law in New York since 1911, which is weird to think about because when I think of 1911, I do not think strict gun laws. Um, but this is a law that has been over 100 years in the making or uh, in process up there. And the, the law came out where they basically decided the Supreme, went to the Supreme Court and they decided that in favor of like, look, if you're not a felon, if you don't, if you pass your background checks and you apply for this permit, you know, the, they can't just arbitrarily just say you can't access this right. Like it is your right. We're allowing you to have the permit process still, but if you go through the process and complete all the fucking hoops and jump through all the hoops, then it's a shall issue state. Now, once you complete that, they have to give you the permit. And so once that decision was made in New York, all the other states, including Maryland, that had that law basically were like, all right, I guess we got to do that too because I'm not trying to get sued. So then Hogan made an announcement. This all happened summer 2021, very recently. And so once that happened, everyone is now like, dude, like, at, whereas before the whole complication was like, yeah, I want to get a handgun, but, uh, you know, I don't know if my reasons are good enough. Mm-hmm. Other than you, you would think that just the Second Amendment and also the fact that I'm not a criminal and I would pass on my background checks and I don't have any history of mental illness or whatever would be enough. But apparently I wasn't enough up until summer 2021. Apparently I had to be like, I'm actually a Tomb Raider and I, you know, I like you would have to just do all kinds of shit so now you can actually do that i'm just saying this is a psa for everybody you know you know on the podcast end so i can figure out who owns a fucking <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um <laughs> but anyway yeah so uh i got the bug baby i you got, got the, the bug. gun bug i got the gun bug i got that like fresh pandemic when the pandemic was still fresh and i was like damn am i gonna have to like everything's gonna shut down half the earth is gonna die and i'm gonna have to go fucking shoot rabbits for food that's when i got the gun bug yeah but then like i was like oh that's not actually happening and then that kind of wore off a little bit we should go get classes together dude Mm. we'll go get classes we'll come in the podcast we could do it for the podcast yeah i think that's the only way i can i would as long as it's a bit I'm okay yeah, with buying yeah, yeah, yeah. a gun. <laughs> and I think I think the May issue states would accept that as a viable reason. Yeah, listen, I did it. I committed to the bit. <laughs> yeah. You like sent it to this Maryland gun agency. You're like, well, I was, it's for a podcast. We're doing a bit. They're like, all right. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I see that. I yeah. The, uh, the one thing, uh, obviously like, you know, I've been doing a lot of videos for hunting and stuff so i'd have i've had to teach myself a lot about gun safety just so i don't have any weird shit in the videos or whatever and like this that and the third in tennessee uh we went to a gun range i got to shoot an ak and an mp5 that was very fun um but one of the things that we saw on the shoots was they basically make like fucking like kits for pistols where like you can like plug and play a pistol into this like case and it turns it into an M16. Oh shit. I feel like that's what I would want to get as a yes. gun owner. Yeah. Yes, the fucking create your own. Yeah. <laughs> create create your a own. class. <laughs> yeah, that's sick, dude. We're about to be armed, baby. We're about to be don't anybody pull up on the studio from here on out, baby. <laughs> I'm just warning you. I'm not rocking with that fucking Nepalese machete anymore. We're bringing bigger 
bigger fish to fry now. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody, to another installment. Yes, sir. Of the live from the studio podcast, and once again to all of our all of our people out in Russia and Belarus, welcome. Uh, we'll probably get copyright stricken next week, but for now, uh, you know, good to see you. Proshk. Proshk. <laughs> Dosvedanya. I don't know what that means, but that's something well, in no. Russian. Leave in the comments now that you can what Dosvedanya means. Um, any plugs for you, dude? Uh, fuck. I don't think so. Paid my first mortgage payment as an adult. Now I got to buy a gun, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Big plugs. <laughs> plugs and slugs, baby. <laughs> um, shit. This week, uh, Thursday. That's today, I guess, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Walker's Tap and Table. Uh, February 2nd down in Glenwood. That's 6 to 9. I'll be doing that solo. And then this weekend, I'll be at Nacho Mama's Saturday, February 4th, 4 to 7 in Towson. Um, the band will be at the Horseshoe Came In on next Friday in Fells Point, 10 to close, the 10th. And uh, for all my MoCo people, uh, I know there's a lot of you um, down in Gaithersburg at Brews and Barrels in the famous Kentlands, 7 to 10 on Saturday, February 11th. Um, at Jimmy Seleski at Sophomore MD for the band. We got a new song coming out. I think by the end of this month, it's pretty good. It's 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 way different than the last one we put out, which is either a, a a bad thing or a good thing. You'll have to find out. No spoilers. Um, and uh, yeah, at Eric Glazer. Yes, sir. A cons before the E. Yeah, except check after out, C. Uh, a new episode of um. I think like Stavi gets fit or whatever the fuck the workout series is called just came out today. Oh yeah, that's a serious Check plug you have not mentioned at all, dude. Yeah, I've you're been, literally. I've been working with uh, Joey and Stavros to do his uh, workout vlogs. Um, Stavi gets ripped, part seven out today. You can see a cameo of my my little uh, stomach and my sweatshirt in it. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're being too humble. First of all, that's a major plug. You know Stavros Halkius, the biggest comedian coming out of Baltimore right now, blowing up everywhere. You've probably seen his Ravens recaps. He's just on Rogan a couple uh, weeks ago. You fucking are doing that comedy series with him. You're mm-hmm. filming that series. So, yeah, yeah, so go check that out. Know. I did the audio for it this morning, and I had to uh, mix down all the moans and shit. So yes. That's always fun. Yes, the moan mixer. <laughs> I want to see that in the credits, the moan mixer. Um, yeah, guys, Till next week. Peace. Peace.